Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you as always. Today, I'm sitting here in the Furman Garner studio with Lakeisha Edwards, who is the executive director of Art Ventures. And like a lot of guests on my podcast, I had to work to get Lakeisha on this podcast. We had a bunch of snafus and other things, but we finally got our acts together and she is sitting right in front of me today. And as I was telling her before I started pressing record, I have always been a fan of Art Ventures and what they have done in this community in terms of creating awareness around art, uh, all art. And so 
They are a nonprofit, charitable, and educational organization dedicated to providing access to art for everyone. And they're actually based right here in Fayetteville. So that's the cool thing. But but they're all throughout Northwest Arkansas. So you can you might see an art ventures program in, in another another city and be like, hey, I've heard that name before. So without further ado, today I want to welcome Lakeisha Edwards to the podcast. How are you doing? Hey, hey, I'm doing pretty good. Good, good, good. Well, listen, I want you just to quickly tell your superhero origin story. I know you moved here from Memphis and this is now your home, right? So we're claiming you here in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> but just tell us a little bit about who Lakeisha Edwards is. Lakeisha Edwards is a small town girl, grew up in Covington, Tennessee. Biggest thing out there is Walmart. Okay. I moved to Memphis for college, moved to Nashville for work, came back to Memphis and then came here. So really hoping to set roots here in Northwest Arkansas before taking this position. And I did come here specifically for this position. Sharon Killian is a force to be reckoned with. She, she is. wouldn't take no. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I told her no a few right. times and I've told her no a few times since I've been here and she just doesn't accept it. But I'm really glad that she wouldn't let me say no. I've yeah. had a really amazing experience here in regards to the community, not just the arts community, but just the community as a whole coming together, really embracing me. So I'm really glad that I came. Yeah, no, I I love that. And, and you're absolutely right. I mean, Sharon Killian is just, I mean, just when you see her, like, like I can see her in a crowd and that long <laughs> flowing gray hair. And it's just like, man, I don't know what it is about this woman, but there's something special about her. I need to saddle up to her and see what she's doing. But she is a force to be reckoned with. And I'm certainly glad that um, she's never taken no for an answer in terms of what she has tried to do to esteem the arts at every level. And so I think that's really great. Now, just curious for you and your background, were you always a lover of art? And were you a practicing artist? Not a practicing artist. I am actually a social worker okay. by trade okay. and education, but I've always been drawn to the arts simply because it was usually in a space where I want it to be. In Memphis, they would have exhibitions or they would have receptions in really pretty places, the gardens, <laughs> the museums, right. you know, it was always somewhere I wanted to be anyway. Yeah. And to be honest, I really didn't know that I needed to be surrounded by creatives until I came here. Okay. And it was actually more more of an experience for me to finally be in a position where I'm still doing community work, but I'm not meeting people at their lowest point of life every day. Right. Right. I love that. I love that. Well, so tell us a little bit about Art Ventures. And, and you know, we have listeners at the in on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast that are from all over. We have people that are thinking about moving here. So I always like to say that one of our goals on this podcast is to tell people why they should consider coming here, as well as those that are already here, why they should be aware of something that is right in their own neighborhood, right? And so I would love for you just to kind of tell us a little bit about Art Ventures and how you guys got started. So Art Ventures previously was Fayetteville Underground, which okay. that's what most people remember. And when there was a change of location, a change of name, and also the pandemic, what a trifecta, right? Right. <laughs> Most people thought that it had met its demise, but actually we grew and we started expanding and doing more exhibitions and more spaces and finding ways to do things virtually and mm -hmm. the virtual exhibitions that are on our website and expanding into more community spaces where we could really reach out to those who were still afraid to come out. So Art Ventures is now a nonprofit art gallery and educational institution that works within three pillars. Artist representation, 
where we represent local artists, primarily local artists, and really try to put them into mainstream spaces that they either don't know how to get into or they may feel intimidated by all the red tape that it takes to have installations in public spaces. And then we also have art education, which is with our youth program that takes kids from research to reception. So our K-12 through gallery initiative starts off with research. We research either an artist or a type of art, choose a medium, allow the kids to not only create the art, but also an artist statement that provides a voice and allows those kids to really say who they want to be perceived as in the world. Then we take them through the entire reception process, which they usually get very excited about from the (laughs) labels to what are we going to eat? We had one reception where (laughs) this little boy was like, I want deviled eggs. And it was such a big deal that we had deviled eggs. It's just amazing some of the, the small things that we take for granted that kids are so appreciative of. So really giving them that voice, allowing them to see their own creations being celebrated and then putting them in a public space so that they can be celebrated openly and not just in private. And last but not least is our community collaboration. And anyone who has followed our work knows that that is a huge component of what we do. We know that there are many people who are in marginalized communities that will not naturally gravitate to arts and culture. So we go into those communities. We find other organizations that are doing the good work and are connecting with the communities that we want to give access to. And then we make sure that we are connected, interconnected in that programming so that we can reach those audiences. When people come into our space, we want them to feel very comfortable being in an arts and culture space because everyone deserves to take up space in that in that type of arena. In the arts ecosystem, a lot of times people kind of look at artist receptions as for the elite. Oh, you know, what am I going to wear? Who's going to be there? <laughs> and when you come to Art Ventures, you do kind of need to consider who's going to be there because it could be anyone. Yeah. Um, we've had lots of star guests, as you know, some would say. But I feel like the real star of the show are those who have never been in an art space and they come in and instantly feel comfortable. We had a reception this past weekend or actually some programming for neurodivergent youth and a little girl. I heard about that. Yes. Damara was telling me, Damara Baker from Rock and Bake, who has been a guest on this podcast, Mm -hmm. was telling me about that. She And I was out of town this weekend, so I couldn't attend, but I heard it was excellent. Yeah, it was. And we had so many people coming in that our neurodivergent artist had to actually do her session more than once. And but the little girl that came in would really warm my heart was her dad took her coat off and then she starts taking off her shoes and her socks. And I was like, you're comfortable, aren't you, baby? And I was like, that's what we want. We want people to come in and feel comfortable. We want them. I joke and say that Art Ventures in the Putman house where we are currently, it's like your rich auntie's house. You know, it's not yours, but, you know, you can act like it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's great. And I mean, you guys are really I mean, as you as you described it. You are creating space for those that have have not traditionally been in these art spaces, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's one thing to go up the road a piece to Crystal Bridges and walk through that collection. And, you know, it is very it is it is very much a museum. But I think what you guys have created is more it can be more internalized and experienced at a different level. Right. And that's not that's no shade against Crystal Bridges. Crystal Bridges is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's great. And the momentary is what it is. But I think what you offer at Art Ventures allows almost everyone to have a a place and a space to it to learn about and appreciate and enjoy art. 
And all of these things have space in our community. But we have artists that have shown in Crystal Bridges. We have artists right now that are in Crystal Bridges gift shop. We have a artist that is in the Ledger, the new building in Bentonville. We have artists that are in 21C Museum, um, 21C Hotel, which also has a museum inside of it. So we need all of these spaces. But what we also need is for people to really support the local nonprofits that are pushing the locals into these spaces. We don't want people to get into the habit of thinking that they have to go to the moon to get something (laughs) that's impressive. We have some really impressive artists right here in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, we do. And I mean, how do you I mean, how do you guys keep track of all of these amazing artists and how do you identify people whose artwork you'd like to not only share at Art Ventures, but maybe expose in other ways. How does that work? Because I mean, I, I think everybody and their mother is collaborating here to do artwork of some sort. But how do you do that? How do you manage that? Well, first and foremost, we do have to go through a sort of courtship with the artists to ensure that they are mission aligned because we are a mission driven nonprofit organization. So we don't just look at someone's artwork and say, oh, this is amazing. We actually want to talk to them and make sure it's a good fit because- sure. We may not be for everyone, right? If you don't truly believe that art is for everyone, we may not be for you. We also want to make sure that we have artists that really appreciate what we provide. There may be an artist that is doing their own thing. They're really hustling to get into other places. They're doing their own media website. They may feel that they don't need representation. But there may be another artist that says, you know, I do work. I have social media, but I don't use it much. I've got a website, don't have the time to update it. I'm not able to be a full-time artist. Let us take some of that off your plate. Let us go and negotiate. Let us sign the contracts. Let us provide insurance. Let us go and sign up for all these different fairs and places where we take the artwork. And you can sit at home on your couch (laughs) and wait for a sale. Um, Well, not really, because we do need you to to participate and to give us the information and to um, share it on your own social media and to be engaged and involved. But it's a much, it's a larger load taken off an artist when they are represented because they have someone that's consistently putting their names in rooms that they're not in and consistently taking their artwork into spaces where they can gain more exposure. Yeah. And you know, it's like I say, every time I look up, I see an Art Ventures installation somewhere. And in case in point, we were talking about it before we started recording that you guys have it kind of like an ongoing installation at Theater Squared. Yes. Shout out to Theater Squared, yes. Chris Seawood and the rest of the team there. You guys are doing amazing work. And like I tell people, Theater Squared, one of the best regional theaters that you're going to find in the country. I put them up with the biggest of the big playhouses. I think Theater Squared does an amazing job. And it's one of the things that I tell people, it's one of the first things that I tell people about when they come here. In addition to the art, I'm like, the theater is amazing here as well. And so, but how do you set up and and create these different connection points for these installations that Art Ventures is a part of, like Theater Squared? I'm a talker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, with with your social work background, you got that honestly, right? I'm a people person. Um, You know, I go into spaces, I look around and I imagine what can be done. And then I talk to whoever I can talk to to see if we can make it happen. That is how um, the installation even at the airport came about. I I came back from Dallas, went to visit a friend. I come home and I was like, oh, look at that. I called Northwest Arkansas home. Hmm." Well, I came back. (laughs) (laughs) I looked around and was like, with all of the things that we're doing, 
in the arts, why is there no art here? And that was before they started putting some of the installations they have now. But I was like, who do I talk to? And no one would talk to me. I called, I emailed, I tried to reach out to people. I was just like, oh my God, how do I get in touch with someone? So I finally get in touch with Andrew Branch and he was absolutely amazing. Shout out to Andrew. He yeah, been, Andrew's a good Yeah, he's, he's a, a good really dude. Good and we talked for probably two hours before finally he was just like, you know what? I think this is a good idea. Right. But it was because we just had good conversation. You know, he was just a, a good guy. And once we had that conversation, I was like, okay, now what? Because now I've got to find someone to curate this. I've got to figure out what artists are going to be engaged. I've got to figure out who's going to pay for this installation. And we had some very gracious donors that stepped up and we had some other individuals um, that we represent. Even some of our represented artists stepped up and was like, hey, I'll help draw this out. I'll mm-hmm. help do this. Had some community partners that stepped in. I had someone randomly on Facebook reach out to me and say, hey, how can I help? And they drew like some of the original plans. So it was definitely a collaborative effort, but I was very grateful that I'm in a space where that type of thing can happen because there are cities where no matter who you call, no matter who you email, if you don't have a certain name, if you don't have enough money, you can't be in those spaces. And North Coast Arkansas is just one of those special places where if you can talk to the right person, if you can get to the good guys, then, you know, all is well and you can really make things happen. You know, and I say that all the time because what I have found, and I've been here a little bit longer than you have, but I have found everybody to be open and welcoming. So your interaction with Andrew doesn't surprise me because people are just by the very spirit of how things go here in Northwest Arkansas are very collaborative, right? And I always say like, a lot of times we joke about the six degrees of separation in Arkansas and Northwest Arkansas specifically, it's one degree of separation. You know, between you and I, we know enough people that if we're trying to get something, some initiative done or expose somebody to something, we're one relationship away from making that happen. And you are experiencing that at Art Ventures and really exposing people that wouldn't normally be exposed to some of the artwork that you curate. And I think that's important, right? Because I think that makes all the difference in the world. And that's the value of having programs like yours, because it gives people a platform to experience art in a different way. And it gives those artists a platform to share their creativity and the things that they're most passionate about. Now, the one thing that those degrees of separation has not done to help me as well as I would like is donations. It's coming. Um, It's coming. (laughs) Claim those things that aren't as though they are. It's definitely coming. I am waiting for someone to make the introduction or put me in the right room or give me the opportunity to really advance our organization. I think that a lot of times in the arts, artists are they're required or at least they're asked consistently to give of themselves and to not expect anything in return. Unfortunately, that's not how business works. Sure. I pay a utility bill yeah, for yeah, the building, absolutely. right? We have to have somewhere to be. And if you've been by the gallery recently, you see that there's lots of construction going on. There is. Um, yeah. The owner is moving forward with some additional projects. I don't know the specifics of it. So that also puts a level of stress in our lives because, you know, that could mean that I'm looking for another space. That could mean that I coexist with the additional projects. We don't Don't know know. right now. So with that being considered, now I'm looking in my portfolio going, who do I know? Who can I call? The two-edged sword that we 
really have to deal with with Art Ventures is the fact that the foundation of our mission is on accessibility. It is about bringing people into our space and giving to those that we know cannot give back. At the same time, we're also drawing people who can give. Yeah. And we need them to step up and pay it forward because most of the people that come into my gallery on just a normal day to day basis, nothing special, no receptions. You know, the upcoming brunch we've got Sunday, tickets are $35, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> those types of events draw people who probably could pay it forward. Sure. But the day to day people coming in, folks wanting to bring their kids to see something that's free, wanting to have something to do to get out of the house, wanting to expose their children or their spouses, their families to art and culture, they can't give. Yeah. They may have barely had enough gas to get to the gallery. Or food to eat. Or food to eat. Yeah. Or, you know, trying to pay their utility bill. Or they may have, you know, been on a bus route and ended up standing out there for so long that they say, hey, you know, let's walk up the street or let's <laughs> go around the corner or they were dropped off at the park and they just decided to see what else is in the neighborhood. We want those individuals to consistently come into our space. Sure. We also want the individuals who can pay it forward to come into our space and realize that everyone that comes into that space is not able to give. Yeah. Because I think sometimes when people look in a room and they see 100 people on first Thursday and they go, whoa, they've had a good night. Yeah. Well, what you don't see is that I spent $250 on food, that I spent money on trying to pay someone to come and provide live music or a live portraiture. Sure. We don't ask people to do those things for free right. because that goes against our own values right. and mission, right? So we pay the artists, we pay the musician, we pay the individuals that are coming into the space, and then everyone eats, they drink, they're merry, and they leave. And if no one puts anything in that donation cup, if no one signs up to be a monthly donor, which can be as low as $10 a month, mm -hmm. if no one decides that they're going to give back, even if it's an in-kind donation, guess what? All we did was pour out. Yeah. And you saw 100 people in that room, but we didn't receive anything financially from it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a lot of times, I think part of it is... You know, there are a lot of takers out there, if you will. Right. And and I'm, I'm using that word loosely, but there are also a lot of givers. And I think sometimes you have to almost, you know, it's just like a good sales letter. A good sales letter has to have the ask like, what do they say? Like seven times you have to ask seven times before you make the sale. And even as it applies to art, that same principle actually applies. Sometimes you have to remind people over and over again. And I know you probably feel like, man, I, I'm just constantly repeating myself. But that repetition is important because then people start to hit, oh, my gosh, yeah, you know what? You're right. You know, who do I make this check out to? And that's kind of what we want, where we want to get people to, especially as it pertains to the arts across the board, art ventures or cash or you name it. We want people to support the arts. I do feel like the arts are supported here in Northwest Arkansas, but is there room for improvement? There always is, right? And there are always opportunities for people to say, you know what, I want to give on a regular basis, right? Because that's the thing. A lot of times people aren't aware that, oh, in the same way that I give to whatever I give to, might be my church every week, I can also give to this organization because I believe so strongly in their mission and the difference that they're making, especially for all those families 
that can't give, but can receive the benefit of being able to experience that artwork and have that impact them in their lives as they move forward. And also the free art classes and the exposure to artists that are not as well known and being able to even take a piece home because we have things in our gift shop that range from $7 to 500 in the gift shop. And then throughout the house or the gallery, we have other pieces that may be more affordable for those who may feel like they're not on the level of a collector. We have people come in all the time and they say, <laughs> I mean, I want to be a collector. And it's like, just buy a piece of art. Yeah, that's it. You yeah. can just buy a piece of art. I feel like I'm a collector. I collect earrings from our employee, Sherry Bond. She makes these stained glass earrings and I have them pretty much every color. So I consider myself a collector. Right. Uh, you, know, you can collect things that mean something to you. And if you find a piece that really speaks to you, there's also other options to pay. Right. Because even when you go on the website, you can break it down into monthly payments. You yeah. can spread it out. I mean, there's a way to do anything that you truly desire and believe in. But what we really have to stress that it's not so much just, oh, I want to support because this means something to me. You really have to support so it doesn't meet its demise. Right. Because it could go away. Yes. If yeah. I can't pay the utility bill, if yeah. I can't find a space to rent, if I can't pay my employees, we can't exist. Sure. Sure. So even beyond people really having a passion and a dedication to the arts and the arts ecosystem, it's really one of those things where you have to decide, is it important enough for you to support to ensure that it can continue? Yeah. Yeah. So I think what I'm hearing you say is that one of the challenges that you you have is being able to employ the type of continuity needed in order for kind of like you guys to build the roots. Because I, I think you guys are good soil, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a good place to sow into. And if people are looking for an organization to donate to and they have even a remote interest in the arts, Art Ventures is a place that you could sow into as being good soil, right? And, and that you could see a return on that through just what they're able to create or the fact that you might end up at Theater Square and see an artist that was commissioned through Art Ventures and see their artwork there. And you can say, I, in some way, shape or form, you have a connection to that art that's being displayed in, in a public place. And it could be a more immediate connection than people think. Just like um, recently someone asked me, so what free art classes are you going to offer this summer? And I'm like, well, it depends on funding. Yeah. Um, right now we do have a scratchboard class that will begin in May. So every Saturday in May, we'll have a scratchboard class that's free and open to the public. We will ask for registrations, of course, just for seating and to ensure that we have enough supplies, but it's completely free of charge. After what is that, a scratchboard? That's just for the uh, so you know. It's like this black sheet of paper and you scratch oh, out. Oh, right, right. Okay. Images. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, it is a very mesmerizing way of creating art to me sure. um, because I feel that your brain has to kind of work backwards yep. to actually create something from nothing. And then I asked one of the artists, I was like, what if you make a mistake? And she was just like, then you just create something else. else you go yeah, in a different yeah, direction. Yeah, I'm like, I don't absolutely. know if I like that. Like yeah. I want it to be what I wanted it to be. <laughs> but um, it's really one of those exercises that allows kids to have critical thinking skills mm -hmm. and being able to really figure things out and to transition and even getting used to going in a different direction. These are the things that technology just simply cannot teach. 
at some point, we've got to demand that there is a level of education that's provided for our children that allows them to put the tablet down. When that battery dies, they should still be able to think beyond technology. And if we don't really put some energy into arts and culture and into these critical thinking skills that come through the creation of art, and the kids don't have to turn into artists. We're not pushing anyone into this art ecosystem saying, hey, your kid is going to be an artist. But what we do want is for your kid to actually receive these very valuable techniques where they can find coping mechanisms through art. They can find critical thinking skills through art. They can find even people skills, being able to develop those soft skills by talking to other people and artists and other children. We had a watercolors class at the library a few months back, and it was for homeschooled children. Okay. Because we know that most kids that are being homeschooled aren't getting all of the different programs. And, some are. And some most are. of them, their parents are not artists. Yeah. So they're yeah. missing out on that art education altogether because the only thing that the state requires is that you draw something and post it up, you know, create something and put it for some type of display. It could go in your refrigerator. Right. Boom. We've met the requirements. Right. But when we take them from research to reception, we give them that entire experience and they learn so many things along the way. Yeah. That's actually a whole community because there's actually a large homeschool community here Mm -hmm. in Northwest Arkansas. Especially after COVID. Yeah, for sure. And I know my wife homeschooled our three boys for a season. Notice I say a season because that, that it came and went, but it, she had a, a blast doing it and she made the effort to do a lot of different things. So whether it was like, you know, having the kids do like industrial arts and shop class, yeah. and then she did art stuff related things. And, you know, there's several um, homeschool communities that bring people in. And so I think anybody listening to this that is involved with homeschooling and you're looking to add that component of visual arts. You need to connect with uh, Lakeisha and the folks at Art Ventures because there may be a, a way for you guys to bridge your programs together and, and they can kind of help you to fill in that gap that may exist in your educational process. So I, I would encourage people to take advantage of that. So, you know, as we, we kind of move forward, I, I, I wanted to just talk a little bit about what you see for the future of Art Ventures. Where are things headed? All of the other issues aside, so maybe whatever challenges you might have with your physical location and whether you'll be there for 10 years or 10 months, right? What do you see as the future for Art Ventures and what are you hoping to accomplish in your role as executive director? Honestly, I want for people to go five miles or less and see my brand, (laughs) to see our logo, to see Art Ventures and every major a community in this Northwest Arkansas region. So in Springdale, in Rogers, in Bentonville, in all the places that are in this region and in multiple ways. So I would like to see us expanding our K-12 gallery initiative throughout the school system. I would like to see us being a part of more development projects where we're in commercial spaces and we're utilizing local artists. I would like to see more of the public spaces being activated by local artists and art ventures. I would like to engage all of the libraries. Right now, we only have Fayetteville Public Library that we are engaged with, and I would like to have relationships with the other libraries in the region. I would also like to be engaged with the additional chambers of commerce. We have Fayetteville Chamber of Commerce that has an exhibition. 
would love to have what about Rogers Lowell? Have we you, do not have you done anything with no. them? Okay, they've been on the podcast. I'll have to be sure to introduce you to some of the folks okay. there because they would be a great resource, and they're probably one of the the top uh, chambers of commerce in the area. Okay, so yeah, for sure, I, I'm definitely going to uh, to make that introduction. So. And I would like to even be in more restaurants and any space where we know there will be lovers of art and people who appreciate safe spaces Mm -hmm. because when people see our brand, I want them to see more than just the fact that we are art gallery or even an art institution or educational institution, but I want them to see safe. I want them to look at that brand and know that anywhere they see that brand and that logo, that they're in a safe space. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, my mind was racing as you were talking about that and you mentioned providing some art consulting for-profit businesses. Would you, or have you gone into a for-profit business that's like, you know, our walls are kind of bare. Can you help us curate some artwork for these walls? We have. So that we Um, look a little bit more cultured than than we appear. (laughs) Well, you know, actually we had a project last year where they weren't really speaking so much about culture, but they wanted to have a local feel. They wanted people to walk in and say, wow, has this place been here the last 20 years? So we were able to utilize some prints from the farmer's market from the 60s, where we actually had actual pictures of the farmer's market from the 60s and also using landscapes from Devil's Den and Mm -hmm. from other spaces that people would recognize. So people would come in and say, wow, you know, this looks like Northwest Arkansas. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but it's it is a feel. You can use art to create themes and feels and develop spaces. And that's what we do well. So we have so many different artists that are engaged in different mediums that we can choose based upon that space. So we would love to go into a bank or go into even a school Mm -hmm. or into some other public space. It could even be a CVS. I would take (laughs) any location and really transform it into a space where people want to be there. They really want to be engaged with what that organization is doing because when they come into that space, it feels like somewhere they want to spend a lot of time. Yeah. And art can have a real calming effect. I mean, I, you know, I haven't really, I've talked about him in the past. My father, he's been dead now 21 years, but he was an artist. Oh. Uh, he was the artist in residence at the Newark Art Museum. He was a well-known and well-established artist in the, uh, in the tri-state area of okay. New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And I probably have, no exaggeration, a hundred pieces of his, some huge murals and others smaller, but I've got art all over the place. And, you know, why haven't we done an exhibition? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, somebody has asked me about that. And it's so funny because he was an art teacher in the public school system that I grew up in, in Teaneck, New Jersey. And he still, I mean, he has fans to this day and he's been gone for 20 plus years of students that were like, yeah, I remember Mr. Wilburn. He was the best art teacher ever. And so I really, that just speaks to me in terms of how profoundly art can affect people. And there's just something about it. Because I always have people all the time ask me, does your father have, do you have any artwork you want to sell? And I'm like, ah, not really. I'm, I'm trying to hold on to it. I want to kind of keep some of it in the family. And, you know, art was different back in the, in the 70s, 80s and 90s versus what it is now, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you have the instant and immediate gratification of being able to, to take what is created in a 3D uh, environment and put it into a digital environment easily. Whereas like you couldn't do it then. So I've tried to digitize some of my dad's artwork and 
you know, but I just see nowadays artists have so many other resources at their disposal to get the word out. Things that my father never had. I mean, he had to, you know, he had to get all those canvases together. He had to mount them, put them up and do all this. And I was involved with several of his shows in my early years. And I just remember all the work that went into that. And nowadays it's a lot easier to represent your artwork and to show it and to have people appreciate it and to even do virtual galleries and all those things that were just non-existent back in the day. So it has opened up and created more awareness around art. It's also made it art more accessible, right? And so I think anybody listening to this that has even a bone of artistic talent in, in their body and wants to kind of let the world see what they're doing, you know, it may make sense to reach out to Lakeisha and learn more about what Art Ventures is doing and how you might be able to team up. Because I've seen what some may call maybe amateur artists. I've seen some of their work and I'm like, there's nothing amateur about this. It's absolutely incredible. And a lot of times, you know, we are our own worst critic. We just think, oh, well, nobody's going to like this. I like it, but nobody else is going to like it. But the reality is, is that once you are able to reveal to everybody else what your talent and skill set is, let them be the judge. Because a lot of times we get in our own ways as far as that's concerned. So that's for the, that's for the artists out there that are listening to this. I really want to, to encourage you to think beyond just yourself and let other people judge your artwork. And just from the vantage point of saying, hey, that really speaks to me in a profound way. And, and I really like it. You know, exactly. Maybe I want to buy it and put it up on, on the wall at my house. Yeah, there's a lid for every pot. Yes. So if you bring me some art, <laughs> yes. you'll find somewhere for it to Absolutely. go. You know, there's, there's so many different places that art can be installed, even if there's someone that's doing a development for a new apartment complex. That first impression when yeah. someone comes into the lobby or they come into the leasing office, that's what's going to make them decide if they really feel like this looks like home. Absolutely. Or someone going even into a hospital. And they're at the lowest point of their life, but they look around and they see things that calm their spirit. I think that people really take for granted how much we depend on art to really change our mood and to help us through hard times. During the pandemic, there is no one that can say (laughs) they did not either rearrange their living room, start using adult coloring books. That was me. Um, (laughs) Going to these online art classes, learning how to draw faces. I mean, I saw so many of my friends doing so many artistic things. And it was crazy because when I ended up taking this job, they're like, wait, you're taking those coloring books real serious. You're you're about to run an art gallery. I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I am. I was like, I'm taking these coloring books up a notch. But, you know, I didn't, again, even myself, I didn't know how transformative even being surrounded by creatives would be. And that's the component that I feel many organizations lack that Art Ventures thrives in, is really bringing people together. There is truth in the statement that when someone comes into Art Ventures, I would go so far as to say nine times out of 10, it is the most diverse space that they will be in, in their existence, in Northwest Arkansas specifically. Sure. So because people go to church where they're comfortable, they go to school, they put their kids in schools that they feel comfortable. They live in neighborhoods that they feel comfortable in. So usually people around them look like them. When you come into Art Ventures, you may see people from different backgrounds. You may see people who love differently, think differently, feel differently about things, even with politics. We've heard some really 
interesting conversations I'm sure. and all cordial. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's a safe space. Right. Sometimes I look around on a first Thursday or I look around during one of our programming events and I'm like, there's like six different communities represented here. Sure. Where else can you get that? Yeah. It's hard to find. It's it really very hard, hard to, to find. find. And that's why I say art is really a unifying force. And I think what you guys are doing is simply incredible. So I want to wind this up. I want to ask you for, for those that are listening that are not from here. What has Northwest Arkansas meant to you? You've been here about a year and a half. A year and a half. Mm-hmm. What what has it meant to you? And what what was your biggest aha moment once you got here and realized, wow, this place is special? Uh, it has really, for me, it has been a, I don't know, it's hard to put in words. It was what I didn't know I needed. Yeah. I needed to be surrounded by creatives. I needed to be around people who didn't really know how to be better but trying. Yeah. And I think that that optimism, just just seeing that, it, it made me feel more optimistic about the world overall. There's and hope. There's hope. <laughs> <laughs> there are people who, you know, know that things that they were raised to believe just weren't right. And right. they want to do something about it. And they're actually being more engaged in communities to learn and to to seek education to say, hey, you know, educate me on this. Tell sure. me the error of my ways, you know, for people to openly say like, hey, I know it's wrong. I really don't know what to do about it. Tell me. Exactly. Like, what do we do? What are the action items? To see that type of attitude is very refreshing. But I think the biggest aha moment for me was when I came into this space, completely wiped my socials, brand new Facebook, brand new Instagram. No one knew who I was. Started over. Reset. Reboot. Yep. Total (laughs) reset. Like, you know what? I'm just going to let, allow people to get to know me as we go along. And all of a sudden, I have car problems. My truck puts me down. Motor issues, like nothing that could be fixed overnight. Sure. Had to be in the shop for like two or three months. And do you know, I had people picking me up. Like I had a taxi service coming mm-hmm. to my house. Yeah, Folks are picking me up, dropping me off. I had someone that allowed me to borrow their vehicle. Didn't know me from a can of paint. Mm-hmm. Borrow the vehicle for weeks at a time. I had artists at the gallery, you know, every time they were leaving. Hey, you need a ride home? You're good? Yeah. You got groceries? Do you have the... I was blown away. Yeah. I was blown away. I remember you posting something on Facebook about a challenge that you were having around that. And I wasn't surprised, but I started reading the comments and I was just like, wow, you know, people are, it was, it was for you, it was a rallying cry, right? Just based on your current situation, Mm -hmm. right? And we all find ourselves in a situation from time to time where we need others to help us out. And I wasn't even asking for help. No, I know. I was just like, you were were just like, you're going through and this is what's what. (laughs) But people saw that and there was no judgment. It's just like, hey, what can we do? How can I help? Right. When you hear that and that to me is the essence of what Northwest Arkansas is about. And that's what I want people to gravitate towards when they try to understand this area, because I didn't understand it when I moved here. And eight years later, I understand it. And now even on the day that I'm recording this, I've, I've interviewed you're the third person that I've interviewed. I, I Right before this, I had sat down with Dr. Colbert, Dr. John L. Colbert, who's about to retire as the uh, Fayetteville superintendent after 47 years yes. serving the Fayetteville public school system. And then I had the guest, another guest on who is the creator of, an, of a program called For the Love NWA that has a food truck that just feeds people okay. for free. Okay. And people come together. And so 
and it's just an example. Each of you guys is an example of what this area offers and they do it in different ways. And But I, I appreciate you being transparent and sharing that story about some of your challenges that you had and how you felt the love and support of a community that was able to rally around you in a non-judgmental way mm-hmm. and help out wherever they could. And I think that 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 is a testament to what Northwest Arkansas is all about. And it's hard to distill it into one simple idea or mm-hmm. one simple concept, but there is a level of collaboration that I see here that I just haven't seen in other parts of the country where I've lived. I agree. And, you know, I came here with no friends, no family, (laughs) no connections, didn't go to college here, had never even been through the tunnel. I joke about the first time I came through the tunnel, it was like the clouds were parting and I was like, (laughs) where am I? You're you're like like, in Oz. (laughs) You're in Oz. (laughs) What is this? Um, But then I get here and people were just so amazing. And Again, I need that to transfer from my personal life into my business life. And I have. I've had some people that said, you know, how can I help? And I'm not bashful. I'm like, you can help by giving. Right. Be a monthly donor. Be an art angel. And they're just like, oh, okay. well, what can you know, how much do I have to do? Do what you see fit. Ten dollars at least. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Every little bit helps. Every little bit helps because that ten dollars is going to be. Some more tea and lemonade for my next reception. Absolutely. That $10 is going to be another set of paint or crayons for a K-12 gallery initiative program or other things that we need, even just office supplies. Sure. I mean, people really have to keep their mind wrapped around the fact that this is a full business. Yep. So we have office hours and we have office equipment and we have printers and paper and pens and all the things yeah. that don't materialize without money. Or people don't associate it with art, right? They Correct. think of, you know, there's a separation there, but it's no, it's, it's, it is a business there. Mm-hmm. It is a business there. And it so, is. wow, that's exciting. I appreciate you sharing the story, your story, and then as well as the story of Art Ventures and, and what it means to you and what it should mean to all of us here in Northwest Arkansas. So you have a huge supporter and cheerleader of your efforts and what you're doing. And so I just want to thank you for telling your story here on the podcast. If anybody wants to connect with you, if they want to reach out, if they want to give, what's the best way for them to do that? Probably going to the website. So the website is www.artventures-nwa.org. We are also on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. In every space, we are ArtVentures NWA or Art Ventures NW Arkansas. Yeah. And you'll see our same logo across the board with the AV. And you can also come by the gallery, of course, at 20 South Hill. We also have QR codes in all of the locations where we have exhibitions. If you're out at the airport, you can scan that one. We're really proud of that installation out at XNA because I feel like it was really the catalyst for the things that will come into that space for arts and culture. And then, of course, you can um, contact us directly at the gallery. All of our contact information is on the website. And then on my social medias, there's all of my personal information, my cell phone number. I'm very accessible. People can call me directly and then also my email address. Now, that's perfect. And we'll put all of that in the show notes so that you guys can reach out to Lakeisha, both on a professional level, on a personal level. If you just want to let her know how her story impacted you, I I would appreciate you doing that. And certainly anywhere that you are and you're around an Art Ventures installation or picture, please take a selfie with yourself in the artwork and then tag them 
and tag yourself and maybe even give us a shout out at I Am Northwest Arkansas. We would really appreciate that. But Lakeisha Edwards, Executive Director of Art Ventures, thank you so much for joining us today. So we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. You can subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. We'll see you back here next week for another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.